Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End, End of 23, Start of 2024 edition. Good evening, Rob. Hey, good evening. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're at the gate. We're at the door here, and uh, a new year is ahead of us. What kind of year will it be? Have you guys done your black swan assessments, your gray swans, and your white swans? Have you done all that? <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, what I hear from a Bloomberg wrap up was that uh, most people got 2023 wrong because <laughs> they, they had forecast a recession and all kinds of things. And and that uh, sort of didn't play out. And the Fed Fed kind of, uh, you know, did OK, contrary to uh, what was expected. So there you have it. You can still hear me, right, Davey? Yeah, your audio is good. There. OK. All right. Let's uh, get through this here. Uh, so first thing is uh, I, I put the daily of the SPY going back to uh, last December here so you can kind of see right at the end of the year because we had quite a bit of tax loss selling in December. And so we uh, we came out of that. We started January 23, um, you know, kind of not at the lowest of the year because October 15th was the or 13th, October 13th I think, or 15th, whatever. Of 2022 was the low on that GDP numbers. Or no, it was uh, it was CPI, wasn't it, Dave? CPI, yeah. yeah. Um, we opened way down and then rallied, and that was the low. But uh, this, this got to a, a pretty good discount as well for the year. And then we rallied from there and then pulled back in the banking crisis, regional banking crisis. And then we rallied again and pulled back a little bit in our softer month of the year which is september and that played a bit into october as well because we finished october right on a oversold condition and november 1st we took off and rallied through november and all through december so that's where we sit pretty elevated of course everybody looks at that and goes well it's got to come back down well and you could have said that all the way through too right doesn't have to do anything it doesn't want to do, right? Markets can do whatever they want to do. So um, the Qs uh, had been stronger than the other markets for the year, and they've held up pretty well. And the same thing coming off the, the lows uh, at the end of last year and rallying pretty strongly all the way through. That held up better in the regional banking crisis because it doesn't have the exposure to uh, financials like the SPY does. Then we have the diamonds. And so they didn't really, I mean, they weren't down as much last year as what the Qs were. I mean, I think we had 9.7 or 9.1% performance, something uh, negative for the year of 2022. And, um, and just basically, stayed kind of sideways and laggy and did not really participate uh, with the Magnificent Seven uh, taking the NASDAQ 100 and the SPY higher. Um, but then later here, uh, coming off these oversold conditions in October, suddenly the uh, diamonds uh, put it into high gear and rallied and, and also a lot smoother of a rally uh, less volatility along the way, less gapping and things like that. And partly because, again, they don't have that exposure to just a few symbols. 
because it is a price weighted uh you know market rather than uh, uh market cap weighted <clears throat> so this uh a little bit smoother performance, but yeah, it was, took all year to finally kick in the Dow 30 here. And then we have the Russell 2000, and um, it had a, a good summer rally, but uh, it did not participate uh, as much in the rally of the year as the other markets um, until, uh, so it was similar to the diamonds, uh, and then until November, it, took off but it was quite volatile and way some good gaps there so that's the russell and uh, now it's um, been doing quite a bit better lately than any than the other guys and here's the sector performances for friday which we had up here so friday was slated to be a slightly down day um last day of the month a little bit of deleveraging. We had questioned or speculated whether there might be some window dressing versus, you know, risk reduction or taking some profits. Um, there was a few symbols that probably had tax loss selling, but those wouldn't be the ones that would have impacted uh, the market that much, because um, most things got carried along and, and did, did pretty well for the year. But uh, on this last day, we did have the U.S. dollar rally slightly. We did have the treasuries sell off and the yields rally slightly. And that knocked down the real estate on Friday. Uh, consumer cyclical was also um, not performing where it was. Everything went kind of more to the defensive on Friday. So consumer defensive was on top. It was actually green. Healthcare was next. Utilities, industrials. Uh, basic materials was down in the bottom three there because U.S. dollar rallied a bit. But for the week, we had some mergers in the healthcare space, and uh, that really boosted the performance for healthcare. Consumer defensive was also uh, people just didn't want that to, to get additional exposure to all the things that have been up so much this year, and we're kind of getting a bit top heavy. Uh, people are expecting, you know potentially a bit of a pullback. So it was some of the laggers and uh, ones that haven't already run so much that uh, money flowed into and that we saw that in the defensive. Utilities has also been really down for the year, so that, that popped up a little bit. Um, and then uh, the one month real estate did well because of the, the interest, and that was mostly boosted from the FOMC meetings where we had, um, such a dovish uh, runway ahead, it seemed, that uh, real estate uh, really rallied. Okay. And so this was for the week here. We saw energy hurting the most and consumer discretionary. But you can see the, the theme for the whole whole year, pretty much in energy, not participating, as well as utilities, mostly not participating except uh, this last quarter, they did perk up a little bit. And uh, best performer for the week, we said uh, consumer staples, which again, first part of the year, not doing too well and starting to come around. So utilities and consumer defensive or consumer staples um, look 
looks like they're getting a little bit more allocation of capital. I mean, it's not that the capital's leaving the market. It just needs to find maybe a safer place or something more discounted or more appealing under the conditions that we see. And as we look forward, people are unsure what next year holds. We, we, we can look back and say, we know we've had a good rally. We, we don't know exactly what's going to happen next year. Energy just can't seem to get a break at all. It's pretty volatile and really hasn't gone anywhere for the year. Um, you know, look at all the agendas um, in the planning for, say, new, new car sales by such and such a year to be all electric. Uh, we're, you know, heading that way, and maybe they're just thinking uh, we're getting way out ahead of this. We're we're not going to need oil anymore. Of course, everything's made with oil too, <laughs> until they find a substitute for that. Um, so I'm sure something will uh, rally oil and energy markets again at some point. But uh, this past year, certainly where the trade has not been. All right. Uh, relative volumes. It's kind of strange because we had all that geopolitical risk. And if it can't rally in this environment, how's it going to rally if things calm down? Yeah. Well, we didn't have we didn't have as an aggressive of a hurricane season two, so we had a bit of premium in the summer that that you know kind of came out of there too. Um, yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's it's like it kind of. It did it did withstand the stronger dollar. And then when the dollar weakened, you know, it should have put a little bit more of a floor under it and it didn't. I think it's really just looking forward with uh, all the. Uh, the agendas related to the environment and um, it just doesn't seem to be a, a future climate of favorable to fossil fuels. Right. Yeah. I mean, in that in that sector, there is. There is solar too, so it's not completely oil, but you know, oil's just been uh, been declining. So um, now here's the map of the market for Friday. You can see the Mag Seven not participating, but not not getting hammered that much either. Tesla's been a bit weaker, but you can see the green the green spots kind of through healthcare and consumer defense of a little bit of industrials restaurants are in discretionary so it's kind of interesting but discretionary is down and it's really this weight of this tesla amazon which isn't really fair to you know to the sec the sector of discretionary because it's just you know should tesla not be moved into industrials you know maybe <laughs> you know what i mean uh like you know there are some there are some arguments that are they really that cyclical um going to technology is, yeah i mean this is the problem right is this like where do you stick some things and uh i mean tesla's largely a battery company and now they've got other aspects like with the charging systems and stuff like that you know can you would you say that if you're selling charging systems, you are that much of a, are you in audio manufacturing? Like, should you be in that industry or should you be over in industrials, right? I don't know. I mean, there's debate for everything, I guess. Um, you know, telecom, we had, um, I don't know, T-Mobile was, was on fire pretty good for a while there. 
here's the map of the market for the week. So you can see AMD. AMD has been on fire compared to many of the other semiconductors. Started already before Black Friday, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been really strong for a while. And a couple of these reds we talked about last time too. There's still, still, this is a still leftover hangover from the uh, earnings and stuff like that. Energy down. Communication services haven't been performing that well overall. Tech took a little bit of a break this week. And then here's for the month. So mostly mostly a good breadth of the market month. And that that is what historically December, you know, has and how it performs. The breadth is usually good. And so pressing that breadth, you know. Um, focusing more on your long side rather than so aggressive on your short side are all part of November and December seasonality. And uh, no matter what the conditions of the years are, even 2022, like I said, we, we hit the low of the year in October and it uh, there were some stocks that did, did pretty well uh, before the end of the year last year. And uh, that, hit, that movie's been repeated for years and years and years and years so next november remember that well we'll be in an election that'll be interesting so you know, could there be some stuff that happens yeah could be crazy i i think expect <laughs> just you know what as we came into 2020 and uh we had things start to get really crazy there's something about looking forward here into 2024 we might we might have a bit of a repeat of some surprises and weird things that happen. So um, there's a lot of fragility around the world, and uh, you know, expect the unexpected is what I would say for 2024. <laughs> so expect the unexpected. Anyway, so that's for the month, and then this is for the year. And to look at some of these performances, NVIDIA, 238%, Google, 58%, Meta, 194%. I think that was a big surprise for people. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not as much the NVIDIA just because of the AI. You know, this already started in April, May to really get that those tailwinds. But I think Meta was a big surprise. And something like Apple, such a huge conglomerate, Apple and Microsoft both to be up, uh, you know, 48 and 56%. Amazon. You know, it seems to be gaining traction in so many areas. And I think most households are just finding it based on the amount of trucks that are running around the neighborhoods and uh, how frequently they are. Um, you know, there's a lot of shopping that's been switched to Amazon. So I don't know if that translates into profits that can back up that kind of performance or not. I haven't looked into the f fundamentals, but they certainly are dominating in the business area and, and even in uh, Amazon Web Services. It's been a big profit center for them, of course. Uh, Tesla up 100%. Um, this is more of a, you know, market stock, Berkshire B up 15%. That's kind of more like what should be normal in a year, uh, not this 238% kind of stuff. Um, 
Now, uh, Pfizer and, and uh, Moderna both not not having a very good year on the back of a decline the year before as well. Um, so they really hit their peak at uh, you know in the uh, adoption cycle of the vaccines and and since that tapered off, they've just plummeted. I mean, uh, huge huge declines in that. So that's where there might be some tax loss selling is Pfizer, Moderna, even BMY. Um, maybe some of the utilities, uh, they didn't perform well. Uh, oils, I don't know. I, you know, overall for the year, not down like crazy amount. Um, and I mean, uh, would people take tax loss selling on Coke, Pepsi? So they, they might. We might. Uh, this is an important snapshot for you to take. And, and notice as we go into the new year, is money starting to flow into these ones that are down, right? Right. Just really start to watch for that, right? That's more important than watching to see if money's flowing into NVIDIA after a 238% up year, right? It's more important to watch what's happening here because if you can if you can see this rotation that all of a sudden they, they're finding the consumer defensive, healthcare, utilities, you know, uh, even some banking, if they're finding that more attractive, um, then I would lean into that because that could persist for a while too. So, and if we have any sign that they want to sell the market at large, even though we have that dovish runway from the Fed, but if you get any indication that they're just, uh, you know, this is going to be the opposite of last January, uh, I would I would definitely work with it. Right? That might be mean that something more is coming down the pike, and in you know. <laughs> People in the know might be uh, selling the market. I don't know, but just keep your fingers on the pulse of whether there's an appetite for more risk taking, whether the risk on is going to be the theme for this year or whether we're going to shift to more defensive risk off. It's going to make a difference in your trading if you get that right early on. Okay. Here's the VXX. Um, we had been expecting a decline. We said after this last little pop-up, expected to go back down again, which it is. Uh, so again, that heads towards 10 to 12 usually, then it does a reverse split back up to 40 to 45. So keep, keep your eye on that. Um, let's pause right here for a moment and let's run through uh, just some of the other uh, futures out there let's see here let's grab this i didn't snapshot everything so let's just uh, see what we got here um we could look at our crypto first here um so i mean there are discussions for approval of these uh, etfs and things like that and um and yet we've been in a a pretty sideways thing. There was a lot of speculation calling for Bitcoin at a hundred thousand or even a million again. So, um, but you can see it's uh, sideways and stable. I would say that you know it, it might get some traction if it can break through uh, past forty-five thousand again. But really stuck in a range between forty and forty-five. On that, back to over here to. Uh, so let's go to energy. Let's look at oil here. This is West Texas crude. We can see that uh, did have a rally back to 75 and it's falling again. 
So it's still under the 200 day moving average. Uh, I mean, it's it's most likely stuck in a range here between 65 and 75, I would say, going forward. And we have had years previously where January was actually, you know, the low. I remember even on the Futures magazine, it said, code blue for crude how low can it go and it was down it was trading around 10 bucks a barrel or something <laughs> crazy um so you know expect it to to be in the 65 to 75 range and if it breaks 65 there's something dreadfully uh at a foot <laughs> with oil um so that's that let's go to metals with our gold here gold and silver holding up um, remarkably well again some of the decline in the dollar has really helped this um, move overall in the last couple months and the dollars declined because of the the fed stance on no more hikes and uh, potentially a cut in the new year at some point well that really boosted things here and uh, as far as the metals go it looks like uh, platinum doing really well copper is your recession indicator and uh, it's uh, it's slowly moving up which is good means less chance of a recession more in keeping with the narrative of a soft landing still let's look at the US dollar here and there's been the uh, slope down anticipating anticipating and then finally getting the the real meal deal on uh, December 13th and boom, down we come with the uh, lack of a hike and uh, telegraphing by the Fed of uh, interest rate cut. Okay, I think that'll cover that. And then now uh, going over to seasonality. So what do you see here, Dave, with the uh, January seasonality. You guys can go and plug in other symbols. If you choose ETFs, then you can plug in other ETFs. If you choose stocks here, you can pl plug in other stocks. But what do we see here for January, Dave? Yeah, the first day is a little bit muted. I mean, it's not that exciting, but that first Friday has probably the best performance of any of the seasonalities for the month with the spider 0.62 and the IWM 0.29 positive. So that could be interesting. Of the four day week we have, maybe it's going to be loaded more towards the end there um and but um yeah the first day it's like 53 percent up and 47 percent down stock so it's not that bullish well here i mean just looking at this um uh, you know it, it seems that maybe people don't know what quite what to do on the first trading day of the month but by the first friday you're sort of after the santa claus rally which is sort of the last five days in the first two of the new month Right, but see, you've got a shortened week, right? We only have Tuesday to Friday, so things kind of get compressed, and it's it's likely that um, just the end of the Santa Claus rally kicks in on that first Friday. So yeah, keep that in mind. And then we have on the ninth through fourteenth business day, we have this uh, lull. I'm not sure why that it would be historically like that, other than maybe it's something to do with the tax loss re rebuying of anything historically more kicks in in the you know the third third week or something and ending in the third friday expiration and that is um not a 
quarterly expirations, just monthly, but um, it might have something to do with it. And then this is one of the months that the last trading day is actually positive. Okay. Um, most months, nine out of 12 actually have down last days. So let's go to the first trading day of January for ETFs. Yeah, that's why I see 53% positive versus 40% negative. So yeah. it's pretty balanced, just slightly bullish. But the kinds of things that are doing better typically are um, some of the more risk on stuff like chips, SMH, the RKK funds. Gold is is better. And then things like real estate are weaker, utilities, basic materials. Um, so it's, it's a little bit mixed, but still a bit more risk on kind of things, XLC, XLY. So a little slightly bullish uh, tone there. Yeah, it doesn't look like utilities just finished, you know, just finished last week on a better note. That's definitely one to watch just because they did have, even though they didn't do much for the year, they did have a little bit of a, a run ahead of this first day. Um, so this is going to be kind of a tricky one because seasonalists should suggest that we might want to sell utilities and real estate which would mean that the treasury yield would probably be rallying a little bit, putting pressure on these. And if, if, if we come in and there's another agenda, which is, you know, let's buy, you know, the utilities and other and state can like consumer staples and stuff, let's buy these. So it's, it's, you're going to have to pick up some clues in the morning pre-market to see if you can figure out what the sentiment is. Um, so we have our seasonality data, and yet we only have the probability of that. Contrasting that and allowing in our scenarios the potential for it to be the opposite of that. Right? So GDX and GDXJ would benefit more and silver gold and XLE, all of these would benefit more from the dollar declining, right? So if the dollar is declining, usually that means the yield is also declining, right? So keep that in mind. And here's for the stocks. Yeah. So what we're trying to yeah. do again is line up any stocks with the ETFs so you're on the same side. What do you see there? Again, we see GOLD, gold, um, the high beta stuff like ARC funds and Enphase, Baidu, SEDG, so first solar. So that verifies that's the trend. And then the short side, you've got um, some utilities there, NEE. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, that would be a good one, right? Like if, if utilities were actually going to sell off, you've got a pretty good probability of, of good performance down on NEE for the first mm -hmm. trading day. So you're in alignment then with the ETF and the symbol. Then you got some healthcare there like Dexcom. So there, there's some plays here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, first Friday of January for ETF. So we're coming to the end of the week, shortened week. And what do we have? We still have some of the same theme. So it's not contradictory. But it's even more bullish. <laughs> so 91% to nine. So yeah, so the, the pressure is building on until that Friday. 
And yet it is a Friday again. And if we have any negative events over this weekend, geopolitically and possibly an escalation into the new year, I don't know, maybe it's a new year, people go crazy or they get crazy or whatever. If we see that, then the Friday may, that, that may slice this bullish tendency down quite a bit just because of the over the weekend uh, geopolitical risk, okay? Mm-hmm. So again, I'm always trying to provide a, a balance between a data-driven approach and then something comes along as a macro that needs to be paid attention to. If the macro aligns, then great. You're probably absolutely fine to do everything that you see on a data-driven approach. But if the ma- macro opposes it, um, then you know maybe hunt- I would go into a I would go into a more sector-neutral approach, right? If, if you if you can't get a read on it one way or the other, it's better to be as neutral as possible. And that's by doing sound pairs. So instead of, you know, just being long and short in general or being long only or short only, I mean, you're actually balancing it out so that you're de-risking as much as possible. So um, when the conflicts are high, that's a better approach. When the ducks line up and conflicts are low, uh, maybe you can swim, go in the direction of the river, okay? And most of the stuff is aligned with the first day of the month. But you see gold flipped. It was bullish on the first day, and now here on the first Friday, it's pretty weak. So, yeah, that's a good thing to point out that it did flip for sure. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. And this is the stocks for that same first Friday. Yep. Very similar to the first month, that first day. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. There's some there's some good ones in here, some good selections. Just remember too, um, so when you have the 75, 67, 80, a much better probability skew for that performance than when you see stuff like 50s or less than 50 over here, right? So again, the higher this number, the greater the probability of the downward move of this magnitude, right? Okay, um, so that's the seasonality for next week, and we looked at for the month as well. Important to keep your eye on that. Now we're coming to the uh, Fed calendar here, or not just the Fed calendar, the economic calendar in general. But we do have a few Fed speakers again. It always seems to be that way these days. What can you tell us, Dave? Yeah, Monday, of course, the holiday. Tuesday, there's a manufacturing PMI number. Um, again, these, these are kind of surveys that help us know if the manufacturing sector is staying stable or growing or contracting, but it still look, looks like it's um, 48.2 is expected, so that's still showing slight contraction in manufacturing. And then there's also construction spending. Uh, we're expected to have slightly modest growth there, so it's not like the economy is roaring high or it's suddenly crashing, so those are the numbers to expect there. Wednesday, we have Richmond Fed, Fed, Fed uh, President Barkin speaking. Again, every time they speak, it gives us some insight as to what their minds are thinking as to um, keeping interest rates the same or decreasing them. We also have job reports on Wednesday. Um, employment looks still stable. That's a stable job market. And the, the non-manufacturing well, index is also on Wednesday. And that's um, showing This is the big one here, the minutes, because like December's meeting was so incredible. Mm-hmm. How it impacted risk on assets, the, how it impacted the small caps, 
uh, you know, in general, just the explosive move we had up on Wednesday and Thursday following. And then, of course, it, you know, kept things pretty elevated and, and buffered any of the profit taking that might have happened. And so we're going to get the minutes of that meeting. I think that's going to be a market mover. So I think the key event for the week. Yeah, I think that is the key event for the week, and um, that that's that's the thing there. Okay. Then on Thursday there's some more ADP employment report, and Friday there's employment reports as well. So the themes are um, the assessment of manufacturing and the economy in general, and then the minutes of the Fed to show insight as to what the Fed might do at the next meeting. Right. So these are all December uh, ones. We've got. Uh, some of these are from November in the Tuesday, like construction spending and uh, job openings, but the rest of them are all from December. So, you know, fairly, fairly impactful, I would think. Um, but like you're right, Dave, I think the minutes is probably the biggest event of the week, other than if somebody from the Fed does say something they shouldn't be saying. <laughs> Maybe they did something they didn't get the memo on. I don't know. Um, but uh, we always have to be uh, vigilant and make sure that, um, you know, we're not going over these times of day without our eyes wide open, you know, without being hedged or being ready to hedge or. So these are important, uh, important times, especially the, you know, the 10 o'clock um, pivotal time. You can see the market move a lot at 10 o'clock. We get ISM manufacturing on Wednesday, so, you know. You could even move then before the 2 p.m. meeting, not meeting, but report, minutes report. So anyway, um, appreciate you guys uh, listening to us this year, and uh, I hope you've uh, made some good commitments and not, not sort of resolutions, but more uh, review and planning and uh, looking at uh, how you can focus in on your edges better and compound those in the new year. Uh, I find that uh, the way the market's been behaving, there's a lot of persistence of trend during the day. Uh, so there is usually a you know earlier move and then either gets choppy or a bit sideways and then you might have a resumption of that later on. Um, occasionally you get sort of hot money coming out in a bit of a reversal, but I do see a lot of persistence of trends in the lower volatility and not as much reversals where let's say you did a wrong trade and all you need is like you know five minutes of volatility to, to get you know get out at a better price or whatever it's like you don't get that in these kind of conditions um you don't get that absolute reversal like if you sat on something in the morning you were the wrong way on it you thought well i'll wait for it to reverse and come back uh you know it might stabilize it might bounce slightly might get choppy but to go all the way back to where you got in and should have maybe hedged it or stopped out we're not seeing that type of action um and so it's not to say that that can't change as we go into the new year especially if we get some catalysts um, but be respectful of what the market is giving you. If it's if it's uh, continuing to be low volatility and these trending conditions are there, then be respectful and uh, try to work 
with them or at least deal with a problem early. We get a catalyst that comes along that suddenly roils the market and you got tremendous volatility again. Well, then you have to adjust for that. It's going to be different. It's going to swing both ways. Okay. All right, Dave, have yourself a good one. Happy New Year's to you and your family. And uh, thanks year. again for doing these podcasts with me. I really appreciate it. Happy New Year. Good luck.